0: Boom. Boom. Kill. Keep it going. They'll talk but don't KV, I'm on the move, I move a lot. My name is Q, I'm at the top. I grind while thinking out the box. I shine like roof and when it's hot, I'm lit. My name Q, I'm at the spot. Getting money's nice, being broke is not. Doing 100 shows, probably in the road. Gotta hit the road, not stop the guac. Throughout my life, I did a lot of losing. Now we winning, most still losing. The odds against me, I'ma still do it. Me and KV trapping music. Q in the game, no sideline. In the all stocks, see how I do it. You know what you know. The movement in the whip, I right, white no cool who and I don't really care who about the call. I know, I know they gonna stare walking through the mall. I know, I know hard as ever without playing with different never does get my dogs, just know I'm saying with a pause keep it going they'll talk but don't know you if you a boss, keep on owning them haters can't vote you if you a boss, keep it going they'll talk but don't know you I said they'll talk but don't know you I said they'll talk but don't know you if you a boss, keep it going they'll talk but don't know you if you a boss, keep on owning them haters can't vote you if you a boss, keep it going they'll talk but don't know you I said they'll talk but don't know you, you, uh. hmm. you, you. you, don't know you. I said they'll talk but
1: Hey, hi, hello, y'all. This is RB and welcome back for season two, episode nine of Take the Last Bite, a show where we take Midwest nice, give it a good contour, a mile high wig and some platform boots and put it on stage to terrify all the conservative parents out there trying to keep their kids away from drag story time. The boss you heard talking at the top of this episode is black trans hip hop artist, Q Wright. And on today's episode, we talk about his decision to go all in on his music career after a stint in higher education. But before we get into that, I want to do a season recap because we made it through season two, y'all. Once upon a time, our team had a dream to launch a podcast to extend our focus on Midwest queer and trans communities and figured what better time to do that than during a global pandemic when our connections to each other and the nourishing conversations we have in physical space was deeply impacted. Since August 2021, we've published so many conversations with folks who are doing incredible work in the region, and we are so motivated to keep unearthing all the Midwest has to offer. If you haven't checked out our earlier content, you can find all episodes from seasons one and two wherever you listen to podcasts. Season two was filled with enthralling conversations with storytellers, artists, educators, healers, dreamers, and schemers. On episodes one and six, I chatted with queer and trans therapists Colton Shenicky and Ash Wickle about establishing a strong relationship with a therapist and how to take care of the electrified meat we inhabit. On episode two, personal development coach Bastion provided some insight into shifting our mindsets to achieve our goals and the sticky realities of building queer capital. Episodes three and four were deep reflections on Trans Day of Visibility. TK Morton gave us goosebumps with Zier musings on trans joy and SGD Institute staff Andy, Danielle, Michelle and myself left no stone unturned as we thought about our own journeys into transness. We made the personal very political on episode five with Asreen and Oprah sharing their experiences running for city council positions. And episode eight kept the momentum going with Stephanie Scora encouraging us to be informed voters with her experience creating the Girl I Guess Progressive Voter Guide. Episode seven resurfaced a stellar conversation from our queer policy series with Katie Barnes, Chris Mosier, and Naomi Goldberg explaining why we're talking about sports as a major trans policy issue. In all these chats, we dug into the complexities of doing political, educational, and activism work in the Midwest region. Some recurring themes were the barriers of whiteness in Midwest cities for QT BIPOC folks, the wide array of tools available to us to leverage the change we need, and an appetite for creating more room for possibilities and interrupting all the obstacles, our opposers, anti-trans policies, our own self-doubt that keep us from dreaming big and making the world we desire a reality. All of that brings us to today's episode, the final one of the season where I had the pleasure of chatting with a grad school colleague and emerging hip hop artist about using music and lyrics to educate, motivate, tell a story, and learn more about oneself in the process. Q is his own biggest hype person, he's on a mission to bring queer and trans hip-hop artists to the next level, and his engagement with the Lawrence, Kansas community serves as an important backdrop for the art he's creating. You'll also get to hear a few more samples of his work throughout the episode, so turn your volume up and get ready for this episode of Take the Last Bite. y'all we cannot do this we cannot be these stereotypical midwesterners please eat the rest of this food we just have these conversations every day with people like this is exhausting i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> why can't we be in space with hundreds of other queer and trans folks and having these necessary conversations i don't know who you are but we're gonna talk by the potatoes for five minutes because aesthetic is the only thing keeping my dysphoria at bay yeah i'm broke all the time but i look amazing definitely gonna talk about midwest nice and if that's if that's that's um, as real as it wants to think it is. Midwest nice is white aggression. That's what it is. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'm super excited about this conversation, which I'm also realizing I think is the first like actual conversation you and I have had. We like were ships passing through the grad school sea. Oh, exactly. I've yep. seen <laughs>
0: yeah. times We've been in spaces together, but yes.
1: Um, you know, and I think something that is really interesting, too, that I'm thinking about it, too, is that, like, I don't know this with certainty, but our program did not have trans people in it before you and I sauntered through that grad program. We-
0: <laughs> I hate to be the one to be like, I'm the first, but... Kansas really made me realize that I probably am the first at a lot of stuff that happens.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just quite quite the, the learning token for that program. So there, there's a lot of exciting, I'm really excited about just being able to have this conversation because we're several years removed from grad school when we would have first had any awareness of each other, but mm-hmm. uh, glad to fast forward today and bring you into conversation here. So let's talk about who you are, right? Um, so whatever introduction makes sense for you, and then if you can add, what is your relationship to the Midwest?
0: Sweet, all right, my name is Q, uh, spell it C-U-E-E, uh, birth name, given name now Marquise, right? I uh, mm-hmm. love it, This rings, it rings a bell for me, last name, I love it. Um, almost 30 years old, Oh, I'm in my 30th year, you know, I'm learning how to like do the whole age thing, so I'm in my 30th year, really turned 30 this year. Uh, living life Uh, I'm a musician hip-hop artist also a radio DJ and MC and so kind of of like all things entertainment Mm -hmm. just put me on the stage is what I say uh, what makes way and I'm from Chicago Illinois originally so Mm -hmm. Midwest is home for me Um, I'm used to it even though I belong I think I belong on the west coast but we could talk about Mm -hmm. that later Um, but definitely from the Midwest uh, Chicago's a little bit different from the Midwest after Mm -hmm. I've been Kansas for a while Mm Um, and so, you know, just learning, learning and growing.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Um, and your, your emerging music career is kind of a, a big bite of what we're getting into today, but that has so many ties to kind of everything else you just listed, who you are as a person, who, how you understand yourself as a person. And so I'm really stoked to get into, um, all of that. So I, I kind of want to start there, um, and kind of dig into what, um, where did the drive for music come from? And then what lately has encouraged you to what seems like going all in on music? Because as I
0: just That's kind of hinted a,
1: at, we did, we you know, college uh, was one thing and what's happening now is another.
0: <laughs> totally different thing, right? And I think that is a great question. Um, I really didn't step into my identities and my queerness and who I was in, as an individual until I got into like mm-hmm. college. Um, I always think back now, I'm like, was it because I didn't have the language, the vocabulary? Was it because I didn't have the people around me to know like, oh, this is a quipper. That's a trans person. Oh, that is who I am. I was feeling all of these things, you know, right in my music from a, from that same viewpoint as a child, though, you know, I look back to my lyrics and I'm like, I've always been talking about this. Mm-hmm. I have always have been hinting at, I don't fit in with you all. This is who I am. Like I'm different, like, different quote unquote in the air words, right? We can get into what that looks like in the music world and what I'm going through now in the music world. Um, But I think transitionally, like with my music in the beginning, I really wasn't like connected with my identities. As I started to learn more about myself, really get really comfortable with myself and come out and like, yo, Mm -hmm. I am a black trans man and Mm -hmm. I'm proud of it. Like, can't nobody take that away from Mm me. Um, I really started feeling a lot more freer in my music, uh, really connecting that to my music and realizing that that was a tool for me to kind of voice my, my progression, where I was, how I'm feeling and that I'm also connecting with so many other people Mm -hmm. uh, in the world who like reach out and be like, yo, this song, I felt that because I'm going through the same thing, trying to come out to my parents or like uh, going through all of these things. And so, I've been using music now as a pilot to kind of like my diary as like coming mm. out myself to the world and just kind of sharing it. Um, I remember when I was about to transition. I started music before I started transitioning. Mm. So my biggest thing was my voice is gonna sound different. Mm. I'm gonna have to change everything about me. Uh, everybody already knows, you know, Q, you know, pre-transit. I was so nervous about everything and all of my friends was like, "That's you. You need to put that in your music. Like, make that is you. Like, do it." And so, I did it, and that is when I started to get responses that I was didn't imagine I was gonna get. Right, how many people in the world? And then I sit back now and I'm like, if I had somebody like me to listen to mm-hmm. or like turn on or like click on the social media and be like, "Wow, that's freedom right there." I, f- I get it. So now I get it. And so now it pushes me every day now to be like, I'm solidifying a career in music. Um, like we mentioned before, I was in higher ed before. And so um taking that shift and like just making changes. I had more of a platform. Um, the music world, higher ed is worse than the music world, you ask my
1: mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it is violent in higher ed. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I have been embraced by the hip hop community and like. Um, people are like curious and wanting to know and like it's everything is so genuine and I was not getting that experience in higher ed like Mm -hmm. I was plateaued I was like I am creative I am I'm a genius I'm smart and they just do they I didn't feel that support in that atmosphere and so I said I'm gonna switch career paths and I'm gonna pick a career path that I know I can do Um, it's gonna be hard just as hard as higher ed right and and do it, and I've been doing it, so that's, like, that kind of that trajectory right there.
1: That's just, that's so good, right, and, like, there's so, there's so much, um, risk is the word that comes to mind, right, with just, like, you've invested this time and money, right, like, in getting these degrees, and I think that when we think about, especially queer and trans folks who persevere through college using all these buzzwords from like the higher ed training, right? Like, yeah, they well, right persevere, here. Yeah. <laughs> they've been Trying retained. Fill our head with all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm
0: like, yeah, that was BS, but anyway.
1: <laughs> right, but like for queer and trans college students to like persevere through college, they've spent all this time and resources and there's an expectation that like, they go into the field that they've studied. And so then to kind of reroute and decide, I'm gonna take a pathway that's fulfilling. I'm gonna take a pathway that affirms who I am as a person. where I feel like, you know, I have a a deeper connection with the people, right? Like that is something that um, I think in this, especially these past few years, what they're calling the great resignation, where folks are like, I'm over this, you know, either corporate or higher education, like scene, and they're taking on, you know, things that are more fulfilling, um, or less at least a little less violent, um, I think is really important. And I think modeling that for other queer and trans people is amazing because as you said, like you didn't have that possibility model that was very obvious to you, you know, when you were trying to make sense of things and work through things. So I think it's dope that, you know, you're using this music, you know, all of your music projects and this, this career as kind of the the escape route um, from what you were what oh, you healing, were online
0: right? to do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> healing, like at the same time. And I'm like, I sit here and I've had, I quit higher eds, what was it? Eight months ago, September 2021, okay. I left. It was Good. last day, September 3rd, <laughs> Never, ever forget. I made that long post. I joined the great resignation. So that's why I laughed a little bit when you said it. Right? <laughs> I'm here, I'm like I'm doing it and I'm taking back my power. I'm taking back who I am as an individual. Um, I'm gonna take risk because my life has been full of risk. So, what is the other difference for me right. taking risk? Right. And it's like, um, and it paid off and it paid off so much and so well. And I'm like, I have to display this and not be so humbled about it, right? Mm. Not be quiet about it because there are folks out there that need to hear a story just like mine. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? just do it. And you never know what's gonna come out on that other side. Mm -hmm. Have we ever really known what's gonna come out on that? Mm -hmm. That's why Mm -hmm. I, and I'm like, but you, when you think great and you think positive, great things come out on that other side. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell people. I had so much faith in myself. Like I looked my mom dead in the eyes and I was like, I'm gonna graduate with this master's degree because I promised you and the rest of the cohort and all of the teachers. But when I'm done, I'm doing what I want to do. And Mm. like, that's it. And she looked at me in the eyes and said, You get to that graduation day, I'm going to support you every day after. And she has been nonstop like, Yo, next performance, you need to do this better. You know, it's like, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know it gets it gets good now it's like um she calls me I'm gonna pick out your next outfit because if you need a little bit more star power you are just sitting here just that black t-shirt just you know and so all the support has been great now it's like um uh, and it pushes me and I tell community that all the time when I get random messages and mm-hmm. tweets and stuff and they're like you know you inspire me and I'm like you inspire me like, mm-hmm. you know that these messages are like affirming to what I'm doing and like it's mm-hmm. big, and so that is the beauty of all of this and I wasn't feeling that in higher ed sure yeah.
1: um it, it sounds like you were talking about um you know kind of getting outreach from folks who are so just stoked to kind of see the person that you are doing the work that you are and like mm-hmm. you know I think there's we get some of that in higher education from the students we connect with right like but, you know that that's a reality and sometimes folks really feel like in higher education, they have to stick it through because like the students, the students. And I, you know, I think what I've learned, right, is that like the students can be great and right, like it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not a, you can find that elsewhere. And you can still do education, and you can still do story sharing. You can still make those types of connections with people through other mediums, and not feel trapped in a field that's not working. And I just again feel like you're you're really proving that in such a significant way.
0: <laughs> but I tell everybody this all the time. Um, this is you just said so many things that brought up so many things, right? Higher ed definitely set me up for this music career. I'm not going to stunt and act like me going to college, learning how to get up, go to class, mm-hmm. get my stuff together, do research, research, research mm-hmm. have been the biggest thing for me in my music career that I don't think a lot of people do. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to research something. I'm going to look up stats. I'm going to read things. I'm going to pick up a book. I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I use a lot of the tri- like characteristics and stuff that I picked up. Um, within this music career I also utilized like classes at KU so I took like uh, music business courses and tax courses and like Mm -hmm. I don't fund your business courses like all different kind of things to kind of piece together so strategically I've always been an artist right I was Mm -hmm. just an artist in school an artist in this grad program and then got out of higher ed and like you said how can I keep telling these students I worked in the office of admissions at first so I was recruiting students to come then I switched to career services and I'm like all right how am I helping these students find their careers and passions but I'm stuck behind this desk Mm -hmm. following mine Mm -hmm. oh and so that started to dawn on me a lot and then COVID hit and we had the opportunity to work from home and that's when I was able to dabble a little bit more into getting my job done, but having the freedom, mm-hmm. flexibility to kind of maneuver the music world a little bit more, right? I'm not stuck inside on campus mm-hmm. from eight to eight. You know how those days are, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right? And so I'm having so much more time to kind of see things a different way. And so when they were like, time to go back on campus, stuff for me is started to shift and move. This is where I reached this point where I was like, I have to make the biggest decision in my life. And so I went to people like, you know, Cody, and I'm mm-hmm. like And I'm like, yo, this is happening. I'm really scared, but and Cody was like, you know, you never know what's on the other side, you know. And I'm like, that's yeah. all you have to tell me to Sagittarius. <laughs> you, I am gone. Like, what? <laughs> you I just needed a little <laughs> ounce of confirmation. <laughs> just, just a bit and and then I did it and so I think every day I owe to higher ed right I'm like thank you for teaching me how to do this or sure. you know, network right or have conversations with people or um, um, just all these little things and so I'll you know I don't knock higher ed too much but the field just wasn't letting sure. me grow or it wasn't letting me uh, do that and I love staying connected with students still and so I you know I think I think about that I'm like how do I stay connected with higher ed? Wow. I could be a musician that hit these college campuses. Certainly. i a workshop and then I'll go and perform in town later that night and bam. Now, mm-hmm. I'm connected again, with students, I'm connected, educational piece, I'm able to still, you know, present and do that stuff and also do my music stuff. And so I was like, the only way that I can do that is I got to leave higher ed. Yeah. There was enough room for me to do that with them.
1: No, that's, I think the sticking point, I think about a lot of the folks I know who've made the choice to leave higher education and it's because, Mm -hmm. right? Like they have a passion and a, a drive to like, educate and connect and be in educational spaces but the it's the structure it's the toxicity it's the messiness of it that just is kind of playing out on our campuses right now so you know it's tricky and like you can yeah absolutely like doing shows on college campuses and making the same types of connections I see lots of you know not lots but I definitely have folks in my ecosystem who've gone that route as well of just they can do the type of work they want to do and do it you know, as their daily project, instead of, you know, I had a friend once who really put in perspective, and I was like, damn it, this was a few years ago. And this is kind of where the, the wheels have started turning of like, what am I doing? And he was like, he, cause he was working in higher education. And he was like, I realized that I was spending 40 hours a week, which was a majority of his days doing work that wasn't fulfilling. And he's like, well, it ne- wasn't necessarily that I never got to do anything. I, Mm -hmm. Wanted to do it was that I was a majority of our time was spent, you know, doing things that weren't fulfilling. So he's taken, you know, completely different pathways, which I think, especially for queer and trans folks, because he was a a shade of queer, right? It's, it's, we've got a lot of creativity and we're getting stifled in these higher education spaces when that's not, Mm -hmm. that's not what we need. That's not, that's not going to help us. So I get that completely. I've been envious of my folks who've departed higher education.
0: It's, hey, I always tell folks, when you're ready,
1: you do it, right? Oh, I've
0: been ready. <laughs> it's liberating, but it is scary as hell. Like, yep. I even after I quit, it was like post one, two months, I was still having a little bit of anxiety about mm. it. Like, oh, because the IRA also puts you on the schedule. It's, you you mm. have to earn a lot of stuff when you leave, right? And then when you leave, um, because my big thing, my big boundary when I left was don't affiliate me or don't mention me or I don't want to do anything with KU because I really had to like Dylan mm. Lawrence I just really wanted to branch out I don't sure. really, I don't want to go to events because I was always known you know I'm like I'm really trying to separate myself and so I think I really needed that Um mm. essentially to break apart because for what 25 five four years I was in school like for 10 years I was at KU you know and so right
1: you there for a minute yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm
0: like Eight years, four, two, six years, but work there, all that stuff. I'm like, I need a break. I need Certainly. a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I took that break, it was it was affirming. And then just processes like this. And even it, like you reaching out and all those ty- types of things. I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's affirming and I'm doing it. And I'm just going to keep doing it. And <laughs> I'm, doing. I'm just going to keep doing it. We're going to figure it out.
1: Yep. Yeah. You seem it. like you're doing a pretty spectacular job at figuring yeah. it
0: out. <laughs> i make it look good. Sometimes I'll be <laughs> stressed, but y'all never see that.
1: <laughs> um, let's reroute a little bit because I could certainly um, sit here and, and vent with you about KU and higher education for a long time um but I do think that's a, a very important foundation right because like that was that's where you were and like you're going in a completely different direction so I think that like that departure is important to what it seems like is like your up and comingness um nice. and what's next for you so I, I'm um you already talked about this a little bit, but I'm curious if there's any anything else you would say about how just kind of using your music and the creation and a lot of that connectivity you've talked about with community to kind of really um, uh, develop and kind of deepen your understanding of self and your identities and who you are as a person um, through through all of this content creation.
0: Yeah, so um, music alone, I think, uh, just who I collaborate with. Right, we brought that mm-hmm. up earlier as far as uh, get in people, some people in a room together who would have never been in a room together before mm. and some of the coolest things um, that uh, I've noticed and have changed a lot of people's uh, mindsets and viewpoints and um, so that has been the coolest thing, I think so far with my music in the community right and so I'm like in these rooms and I'm in these spaces this was in the beginning where I like first started out Um, and I'm like wow I can do something really big here I can really like you know um, connect let me start collaborating with other queer artists and so I Mm. first my palette I wasn't really collaborating with a lot of queer artists and I didn't like that right I'm looking back and I'm like nope so this new upcoming tape album I'm working on it's nothing but queer artists on there and myself right so I'm like I'm gonna find y'all I'm on instagram twitter i'm like i know there's not too many one in between that's out there but we're out there um and so i found one a trans uh rapper named kv we dropped the song boss talk um mm-hmm. the song is pretty hot the streams mm-hmm. are loading and it's that song is a statement song that song right there a lot of people have reached out um because not only is the song hot people are still wrapping their mind around two trans artists on this Mm -hmm. song speaking their experiences from ways that are unimaginable right we have kv on this track telling people to do the megan a part two right it's just clear as day my pops is listening to this track like okay you know um and i'm really just coming into myself like people gonna stare at me, I don't care, like, I'm here now, like, this is what we do, like, um, and so that statement song has been, really been mm. uh, a cool experience, and so I think making music like that has been really powerful for people, and, like, really liberating, that's the word I hear a lot, too, a lot mm. of people are, like, liberating, right, like, I play that, now nah, I don't care if I walk, like, I see you out here, and I'm gonna do the same thing and so that hinted with the music videos right um i did a big collab with silky nutmeg ganache Mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest collabs i ever had um i am a board member at the house of mccoy um Mm -hmm. in Lawrence, kansas which is the youth queer and trans center here um and silky did uh they were able to get silky to come out to the house of mccoy fundraising event in which they also asked me to perform So Q&Q fashion, I said, oh, Silky's on the way. How can we make this collab work? This is big. So um, with the help of the little community, little ideas, people were throwing, like, write Silky a song, like, um, take Silky to lunch, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to do all of it. Like, we're going to figure this out. So it was the first uh, night Silky was uh, getting ready up in the room. And I was like, uh, she came. The night before, they let us all meet, all the artists that were going to do the show the next day. And I just clear as day was like, yo, Silky, I think we should collab because you're great, I'm great, and I got something for you. So I just started like rapping stuff over this beat. And I was just hyping Silky up in this track, right? I'm just giving her everything. What else? I studied Silky before she got here. So I knew exactly like, silky is gonna like this she needs this you know energy like i can't go in here acting all scared she's not gonna work with me if i'm doing that you know um and once i got done she was like give me your number I was <laughs> like, oh yeah we in there you know and so uh, once i got silky digits i did not let up i was like yo so we're gonna do this track what's up was good um and so she was like, i'm not a rapper or a singer not really um uh, so she agreed to do the ad libs which everybody knows silky anything she has to say is great and so i said how do i creatively add silky to my song um and so if you all go listen to the song you will hear that she's not necessarily she's featured on the song but she has just a lot of ad libs or just like the song's very silky though you all should check it out much much crunch crunch here i come fussy fuss my price go up 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 silky Nut ganache. Yeah, ho. Yeah, Silky, Silky Nutmeg nut Ganache. Oh, yeah, oh. Is this bitch recording? Is this bitch recording? You can see I'm flawless, bitch. You out of order. Silky Nutmeg nut Ganache. Oh, Silky Nutmeg nut Ganache. Oh, is, is, is this bitch on? Is this bitch on? Is this bitch on? Is this bitch on? Silky up man, good nause, ho Silky, nutmeg gunache. Oh I, I I got no I got no time for these hoes. I can't a slay and pose I don't care haters oppose my gallery on voes. My salary on you cannot fuck with me. attitude bossy, can't get enough of me. I know you loving this, so why get so suckling My light is shining, can't get enough of it. Is this bitch on? Is this bitch on? Only time my trip is when these flights flown. And so after that collaboration that really helped me, uh, speaking with Silky, uh, and like talking with her through the process. Cause we did a lot of that virtually. Then I was able to get her to come back to Lawrence and shoot the music video. And so that's when we got to sit down and she really was just like, own yourself, you know, do it, put it in the music, like put it out there. People are waiting for you. Like there's somebody out there cute waiting for you. You don't know that yet, but they're waiting for you. Um, and it was so little advice like that from Silky, um, and other queer people that i'm now starting to like look up to and like follow and trajectory because they are where i want to be i told silky yo you are traveling all over the world that's Mm -hmm. what i want to do i want to be able to perform and people silky brought me out to indianapolis uh Mm -hmm. to perform with her for her big silky showdown the first rap performance drag show that ever happened in this community so people were kind of like what the heck is going to happen yo I had a ball. Let me tell you, like, that was the first time I ever had dollars thrown at me like that <laughs> on the stage. You know, I was I had to get with the flow. Um, but then, again, that was community. Right. I was experiencing something different in community, a drag performance like um, had my mind going everywhere. Like, wow, what can I do next? Who? What's the next drag queen I could write a song for? You know, I'm like, I'm loving this. Um, but I have never would have gotten to experience something like sure. that. Before. Um, and so different collaborations in the community has even opened up me within the community, right, and put me in different places, and so I'm able to, like, share it with everyone, and
1: I love that so much, and I, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in Lawrence. I only spent two years there. I certainly didn't spend the amount of time that you've lived there, but what I, you know, what I do know about Lawrence is that, like, a lot of what, like, you and Cody you know, have done in just a few years, right, has has met a very particular need, right? And a need that many queer and trans folks who've come and gone in Lawrence, especially through, you know, by way of going to the college have said, like, there's a lot of resources missing here. There's a lot of services missing here. There's a lack of connectivity unless you're associated with the university, which is a problem, right? And I think that I'm sure a lot of college towns probably have a similar issue that if you're not affiliated with the university, you don't have access to things like community groups groups or resources or, you know, referrals to different types of you know, health services, right, and, like, supporting students in that space was a joke, because I'm, like, I don't know who to refer you to, because the only person who was supporting, quote, unquote, supporting, you know, trans people through, like, HRT, for example, was this really shitty cis dude who, like, had these outlandish expectations, which isn't, you know, specific to Lawrence, but, like, that was, that was the only person, you know, claiming that they could help, right, so I think that, It was very evident just in my quick two years there that there was such a gap especially for multiply marginalized people and so kind of hearing you talk about the ways that just by being deeply invested in community outside of the campus community right had made it so that you now have this growing ecosystem of people who are then bringing you into new opportunities and i think that it's so interesting that that's kind of its own method of like community building, identity building, and just kind of like coming into a sense of self that like, just based on what you talked about earlier, you lacked when you were younger. And now you've Mm -hmm. got this whole like deep ecosystem of people who are, who are setting you up for the next level of success. You're not doing it by yourself. You're doing a lot, but like you were not doing it by yourself.
0: No, I'm not. And I want people to know that, right? Like, community is there and that is what pull us through all those people up there community no matter how we want to look at it how we think about it it's all community and so that like you mentioned the campus and lawrence they're two totally different places Mm -hmm. i've heard so many times that i was different i came down to the lawrence community i started getting involved as a ku student um in the Lawrence community and I've heard so many times we're not connected with KU and I always use that I'm gonna be the first person to connect campus and in, in Lawrence don't worry about it, and I still may be I don't know, I think now and I'm like maybe there's no way that's possible, and maybe it's disconnected for a reason, but at least people know they can see me and this, like Keese is both connected with community and campus here in Lawrence. Two different places, they embraced me, but Lawrence community has really Mm. taught me what community meant, um, for sure, and like how to embrace that, and how important it is to survive here, for sure. Like that is why I'm surviving here. It is community. They uplift, they push, they poke, they pull, they hold you accountable. They do all of those things, um, and I've grown so much in that process, Mm. so much.
1: Well, and I, you know, I think what's really um, awesome to see is that like you are showcasing that through. Both, you know, who's featured on your tracks. And then I I very clearly remember the music video, you know, with Cody looking just like the most fab goddess ever in this tiny little chapel on campus, technically, but just like use your resources, you know, that was so exciting. Where can I get
0: some music video stuff for free? Exactly. KU students who helped shoot the music video paid them, right? We're going to pay our Mm -hmm. workers, student workers. But I'm like, let's get the community involved in this. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm going to shoot this music. And every video I've had, community, at the barbershop, I'm going to use the community and I'm Mm going to try to put Lawrence on because at the end of the day, when things start buzzing and things start moving right now, Lawrence got my back. Like, Mm -hmm. I can really feel it. They are really out here pushing. I'm on banners around the city. It's been pretty sweet, like pretty sweet, right? And I'm like, okay, I can rock with this, you know?
1: And good old LFK, Ugh, just you know, did you wouldn't and expect you say it that
0: about everywhere though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't say
0: that about everywhere, but no,
1: yeah. Um, you know, so so Lawrence, and I would say Kansas City too, seems to be kind of like your your home plate, right? And there's some really great things happening there. Uh, what has been your experience—the good, the bad, the ugly—going out elsewhere, right? Like, what's been your experience touring or doing gigs or collaborating across the region? you know, cause no one cares about the Midwest. That's kind of the point of the show, right? Like no one, no one looks, you know, like you said, Chicago, people pay attention to Chicago, but that's kind we don't, it, that's a little hard to claim. It's yeah, in I'm the like, region, right. it's in the region, but it's, it's cool. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. What's been the experience?
0: Uh, going out. So great. Honestly, the West Coast I visit the most, I've been to the East a little bit, um, South and not so much. But I did, I did find a queer club down in Dallas um, and oh, I'm, Dallas. I met with DJ and that was a good time. And so I might make my way back down to Dallas and mm-hmm. figure out some stuff that way. I think we have to get really, I think, within the community and talk about things, right? So I pass, right? I'm very passing as, um, and so I think that attributes to a lot of my experiences on okay. I don't want to, like, knock that out the park. I think um, I show up in some spaces and people don't know that I'm a Black trans man until I say I'm a Black trans man, um, especially if I'm new to some spaces. If people know who Q is, then they already know and they don't say anything, you know? And so, like, in one of the spaces, like, and now I make it a thing when I get on stage and when I'm introducing myself in there, I'm Black trans artist, you know, blah, blah. And so just to get the interactions from the crowd, and so far, it's been good. And I just want to say maybe because by the time I'm done with my music, they're rocking with it, and they're like, okay, yeah, this is sweet. But on the latter end, a lot of my artist friends before I came out as trans or even like all of those things were rocking with me really heavy. And now I think Mm. since I've embraced the community, I think a lot of them don't think that I should have made it as far as I have. That's what I'm sitting with. Mm -hmm. I don't get the same amount of support as I have from a lot of those friends you know um and so I think a lot about me I think now I think back and I'm like this is what they say when you embrace your community you find your people within the field um things skyrocket from there right and so I couldn't spend too much time worrying about man I used to write with this artist and we used to do this and now they don't do anything and so Mm -hmm. I want to first pinpoint that I'm like I know your politics sometimes, you know, I know a lot of these things. And so I I just, I saw, I think when I think outside of the Midwest and I think about all of those people I know outside of there, that is my push and pull when it's getting support, Um, but I don't focus on them. You know, I'm like, there are so many other people out in the world, have you noticed? Um, And so I think, um, yeah, so far I'm so excited to get out of the Midwest though. Uh, I think I stay here because I know the experience here. I know I already know how to like maneuver, but I'm kind of excited to kind of get out. I'm, I'm, I want to travel again, the I'm like, send me somewhere else and let me go to a new city and you know um and so I'm excited to travel. I've been a lot of like small labels in Casey have been like talking to me and I'm like, can you all get me on the coast? on the tour if you can do that then let's talk like and so that is my goal that's my goal
1: I mean that totally makes sense um you know a lot of what we talk about on the show is that like the Midwest it can be an entrapment like in its own way sometimes you know depending on like what your what your work is you know it's it's under resourced it's not given the same attention as Mm-hmm. you know the coast it's the flyover states right and then especially if you're <laughs> yeah.
0: literally the flyover state yep
1: yeah. and then if you're in you know more rural areas like mm-hmm. you're getting even less you know attention even though we know that the work is happening in these places but like you know I'm curious too this came up in another conversation that like when trans folks start to succeed it's almost like the community gets all weird about it because we're all supposed to be stuck in the struggle. So when you start to like, get your gains, you know, and you're not struggling right. as hard we, anymore. We it's started, like, well, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. We started this music at the same time, but right. how come you're making waves mm. like, and it's like, huh, okay. That sucks to be in that mindset, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and that's what I think. I'm like, mm. that's how I get it. You know? it, it, it I don't have many words for it yet, but when I do, y'all will hear it in the song for sure.
1: <laughs> coming soon.
0: <laughs> Wait on it. Some nice tunes coming out.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. Just what is it? What's the metaphor? Crabs in a barrel, just kind of pulling, pulling each other down. When it's not necessary but like I also that's the reality we live in like it's you know it's unfortunate when we see other folks making gains and it's like why not me you know why not all of us at the same time which like is not it's a very individualist mindset right like if you're making gains that means that we are making gains even if you're not feeling it at the same time
0: because we can do a song together and then we yeah. can all play. like that's <laughs> in my mind I'm like why why does it have to stop here like right what is going on? we can get a whole
1: chorus together like it's it's fine
0: <laughs> but then i just want to give a big ups to the community for thank you for supporting me and that just goes to show a lot too right it's like yeah it's it's a lot not I, I tell people that all the time but
1: um the west
0: is uh it's fun
1: it's a place it's a
0: place it's a choice it's a choice the <laughs> choice not to be by water i don't
1: know See, but I'm by water and it's still the Midwest, but I told you it's real cold up here, so. <laughs> I'm not going that way. About, <laughs> wrong direction. Uh, you know,
0: you know, well, East or West is what I meant.
1: <laughs> this has been really pleasurable. I just, you know, again, we, we just, we didn't get chances to connect when we were in Kansas, but I think it's been really rewarding. For me, as someone who has some really like painful experiences in Kansas because of, because of the college, right? Like, I was just because gonna say the, I college... think because
0: the time that you spent here in Kansas mm-hmm. probably didn't a lot for you to make a lot of connections in the ways that no. you do. No. I remember all the fighting and the thing <sighs> that's how I know you, and that you know, and I'm like, I don't think we ever really had that space where you had much space to probably
1: no I, I i was doing a lot you of fighting it. with yep. you know authority and power that was there cuz it you know i <laughs> i could go on a whole tangent but um you know it's been like i think i said earlier been really rewarding to kind of be where i'm at now and seeing that there's folks who you, know, you and Cody and Boulong and other people who are still hanging out in Lawrence doing what needs to be done right and that there's all of these really deeply rooted seeds that are still being planted to make to make something happen because like that was some really resistant infertile soil when I was oh, there and... oh you know, we
0: tied we tied and they need to pick up we got <laughs>
1: <probably>. <laughs> we are tired but yes um you know and I just have so much care and love for the people who I know are still there that are just making it work and I'm just like I don't know how and like just (laughs) there's been many students that I had connections with when I was there that like I was like do I have to come down there like do I like I will be there I just can't be there all the time um so just I get it and just like I just it's so I think it's really hard you know, for folks who've never spent time in Lawrence to communicate the complexity of Lawrence. And so I think what's really great, you know, in its own fucked up way is seeing, you know, your work, this you know, music project being a a means by which you're telling your story, but also through the that Lawrence is the backdrop and like has to be the backdrop because that is the story. I
0: tell Lawrence that all the time. I am from Chicago, but mm-hmm. Lawrence made me the musician I am today. Mm-hmm. And- and I hold that. I hold that heavy to my heart
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I guess just to like try to put a a little bow on this as best we can, right? So you said you wanna you wanna get to the coast. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. In the next. Six months, right? What's on the horizon? What are yeah? I got a big smile out of that one, right? What's on the horizon? <laughs> what are you trying to manifest? What's, you know, you said you wanted to manifest a podcast. Check that box. You got it. <laughs> Here look, we go.
0: I, I was just telling my partner, I said, look, yo, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. I've been checking boxes off and this feels great. So next six months, I say, I want to make the coast and I'm making the coast already. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there yet per this conversation, but in the six months, I will have been. So we're gonna go a little mm-hmm. bit deeper. I got my passport in the mail about oh. a month and a half ago. So I will be out of the country sometime. And I'm hoping in the next six months. I'm gonna throw it out there just so it happens. Now that's a wild one, but
1: speaking wow. it into existence. Here we go. Right
0: there. So there because I have a lot of fans over there. Oh say Um, that is actually a lot of people don't know the u.s y'all cool and all but the reason why i'm at where i'm at is because the uk have been i'm up there and so um i really love to take a trip out to the uk and like um go to some of those connects that have been reaching out to me and like um labels and stuff and kind of just see what's out there for me you know so that's my biggest goal other than that release music um stay full-time musician (laughs) is that too so those are my goals and be be the household name I don't you know my ultimate goal is to never be forgotten so that's that's it that's big that's
1: it all right fam this has been a treat I'm glad we had this time
0: mm-hmm. thank you for connecting mm-hmm. thank you for asking me to be on the podcast <laughs> yes
1: absolutely am a new
0: man I just had to switch it up I ain't never going back put my past in the dust I ain't never I like sessions and forgiveness, never neglecting on my block Get my weight up and I keep on flex, keep on flexes flex, flex, On my knees, Pay forgiveness and then I re-up on my blessings I'm, Don't yeah. you people ever forget it Got your girlie in my DM If you want the incredible sex And I know I gotta be humble but he ain't through with yeah, me nah. yet Cut that rollie, just a flex, flex on my ex Took a minute for you show me what was next now i'm with my jordan kobe and i pray for you the best and destined for the greatness and i'm made for what's next i got a fresh fade and i'm chilling now drinking champagne and i hit the ceilings wow. while i fontaine partisan take it down do my damn thing. i'm the man I'm i just the had man to switch now. it up i ain't never going back. back put my past in the dark.
1: Take the Last Bite is made possible by the volunteer labor of the Midwest Institute for Sexuality and Gender Diversity staff. Our larger work is sustained by the contributions of grassroots donors. If you would like to support the life-saving work of empowering, connecting, and educating Midwest queer and trans communities, please consider setting up a monthly or one-time donation at sgdinstitute.org backslash giving or hitting that green donate button on our website's homepage. Our inbox is open for all of your insight, feedback, questions, boycotts, memes, and other forms of written correspondence. You can contact us at lastbite at sgdinstitute.org particular shout out to justin andy nick danielle and michelle for all of your support with editing promotion transcripts and production our amazing and queer as fuck cover art was designed by adrian mccormick